0: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create hot, healthy, sexual, and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is S, and S is for Swinging. And zaina rati has come back to talk with me again, all about the subject of swinging. She's a hypnopsychotherapist who specializes in GSRD, which is gender, sexuality, relationship, diversity, LGBTQIA+, ethnicity, consensual non-monogamy, polyamory, and alternatives. Alternative Relationships, and she's based in Oxford. You can find her at www.zayna.net, that's Z-A-Y-N-A. And um, on Twitter, she's at Z-R Therapy or Z-R Therapy, depending on which side of the ocean you are on. She's an experienced trainer, a charity chair, and a conference presenter on intersectionality, cultural identity, sexuality, gender, and relationship diversity. She delivers bespoke consultancy and training services to corporations and charities and she's the founder of the QTIPOC therapist network. Zaina believes in working towards decolonizing traditional therapy. As a Stonewall POC and school's role model, she goes into educational settings and she talks about the acceptance of diversity and combating bullying. She's a mental health columnist for Oxmag and Finn Times, and she's also a multimedia domain contributor on mental health, LGBTQIA, and POC issues.
2: Welcome back, Zena <laughs> So welcome. Oh, hello. Um, yeah, that's like the longest elevator speech in history. I'm sorry, you have to read that again.
0: <laughs> but, that, but
2: you know what? I like that elevator speech though because it gives it gives
0: a really wide range, and it's important that people realise that. It, that often when people come on the show, they've got a wider range of, of experience than just the, whatever sexuality issue we're talking about on the day. Um, so I don't mind. So swinging. This is, a, a, this is an interesting topic for me. Um, I, um, I spoke with Cooper Beckett a couple of years ago, and we talked swinging as part of a larger conversation, but there are so many myths and prejudices around swinging
2: totally you know if we go back to those kind of images or that narrative around key parties from the 70s with you know people in flares and orange wallpaper which actually could be now um yes back in fashion back in fashion keep it long enough it comes around um you know that kind of old you pop your keys in a fishbowl that shame and stigma that surrounds swinging and i guess what I like to talk about is that there shouldn't necessarily be that shame and stigma around it. And it's just, I know we, you know, we were having a conversation previously about kind of even what is sex. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what sex isn't (laughs) and what sex is, and you know, sex is not about genitals or penetration or, you know, it's natural. Yep, it's it's natural, healthy intimacy with another person,
0: and it it takes
2: so many different
0: forms. And I think people don't really the focus tends to be very heteronormative, and very much on um, penis and vagina sex, and 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 people often don't think outside that box at all. Um, and so when you're when you're in that box and you are expanding, often the first place people think of is. Okay, we'll do more of that with more people, right? <laughs>
2: but more, maybe, more of the same because we're used to it. Yeah. it. It's the very notion that, you know, if we go and get a takeaway, we usually order the same thing. Yes. Because we know we like it. So,
0: yeah. And then, and also because something new is a little bit scary. Totally. Right. I mean, that's always a big thing. So swinging is, I, it, I've, I've been to a couple of, of swing parties over the years. My God. <laughs> But it's very different ones. Like I remember going to to something in California when I was um doing my graduate work there. Mm-hmm. That was very much mostly married couples and some unicorns. And I was a unicorn. <laughs> so, you know, um and that was pretty much what it was and it was in a private home and it it felt a lot like the key parties of the 70s. You know, it was that Mind you, this was the '80s, so we weren't so far away from that. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it it felt a lot like that. Um, and so, um, uh, bisexuality and women was tolerated and was sought after, and because that was like the male fantasy was to watch that, um, and still is still on the top three male fantasies. Yeah, um, is to is to be a, a party to female intimacy, um, but. Um, but bisexuality in men, no. And I'm, I, I, that was one of the things I talked with Cooper Beckett about, like, uh, you know, being a bisexual man in a swingers environment was just not okay. Yeah. I had people running for the hills.
2: Totally. Because it's, it's scary. It's, it's almost a scary realization that masculinity isn't what you thought it was mm. and doesn't have to appear how you think it appears. Um, and, and if we can get away from this penetrative notion that that's what sex is, you know, why, why do we even call it foreplay? So this is an interesting one because, um, there was a
0: very long discussion on Twitter with a lot of bloggers getting really angry when people use the word foreplay. And I get why, why there's a move to not use the word foreplay because it somehow demeans what you do and says that you have to have a second act, which is (laughs) penis and vagina sex. However, I work with a lot of people over the age of 50 and it's the language that they, they understand. And they're not necessarily saying there's going to be a second act, but that's what they use for anything that isn't penis and vagina sex. Yes. And so not using that term just is confusing. And so, but I get it. We call it foreplay because traditionally That's all it was. It was, you know, it was like your appetizer. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Your main course was always penis and vagina sex. Yeah. But of course there's lots of people who don't like that. Absolutely. That's always a shock. Right. When you say that. And okay, let's, let's be clear about this. There's lots of people who don't like that that aren't lesbians
2: Mm -hmm. or gay
0: men. There's lots of people that simply don't like penetration.
2: Yeah, totally. Or, or can't do penetration for any other Mm -hmm. reason. And, yeah, so I, it, I'm not necessarily against the use of the term foreplay, but it's just the, the very notion, maybe we ought to call it just play, um, <laughs> rather than the fore, because that's the suggestion that that is, this is the bit before the next bit. And so, the narrative is, the next bit is penetration. Yeah, and it absolutely doesn't even have to ever be there. No. Neither do orgasms. You can have a perfectly wonderful, intimate time with someone and not have an orgasm. Thank you. I mean,
0: I, I, I say that because often people, people, the focus is so much on orgasms. Sometimes I, I think because so many, uh, particularly women, have difficulty reaching orgasm that to tell them that they don't have to worry about it, it's sort of, they feel like they're being given a door prize, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, look, you're just trying to make me feel better, but but the reality is is that is that this isn't a race. It's not a sporting event, and we often treat sex like a sporting event. Right? we're you know we're going for the goal, and and the goal is the orgasm, or the orgasms. But then that's it, and then there's winding down, and that you, you know there's it's, it's it's very linear when you when you do it that way. it's very linear which isn't to say it's not okay to have orgasms you know we're not saying that but that doesn't have to be the goal you can have a wonderful time i
2: never come and that goes that goes not only for, for people that identify as females but also people that identify as males or anything else you know you don't have to get off to get off And there is this pressure on, you know, pressure around squirting, for instance. Oh, God. Oh, well, everybody does it. So if you don't do it, then you're in some way inferior. Yeah, that's the new thing. uh,
0: It is. It is. It was G-spot. It was G-spot. I mean, you know, every couple of years you've got a new fad. Squirting's a thing now. Now that we discovered scientifically that everybody has the capability of squirting, Suddenly, you have to squirt, and if you don't, you're somehow defective. Yeah. I should say that for some people, squirting feels great, and for other people, squirting actually doesn't feel good. Um, the, the the experience is exhausting. Yeah. And so it's not sought after because they feel wiped out rather than feeling energized. Um, and so you know, it's it's just this sort of. E- things become so competitive
2: yeah,
0: and comparative. Like I've always find it fascinating that everybody seems to think y- that we all do it the same way. Even though we've said over and over again, you know, different people's <laughs> orgasms look different. Even our bodies look different. Look at your anatomy. Mine's going to look different from yours. It's going to look different from this other person who's got a vulva over there. I mean, we are all going to look different. The only thing that is going to be the same is that we have the same basic structures. There's huge variety, which I wish like girls were told really young because it would solve a lot of, you know, really um, awful self-esteem things as to how different we look. (laughs) Also, you know what? We change color as we age. We get darker as we age. If you haven't been told that, it's quite a fucking shock.
2: Bits move around as well. And that's yeah. a bit of a... Yeah. It's like, well, well, it well what the hell happened there? That didn't start there, did it? No, it didn't.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's all. I mean, we laugh about it, but it, how much information did you get?
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, I had a very embarrassed teacher attempting to put um, a condom onto a cucumber and watching a film about uh, the a cartoon film about the internal workings of penetration. And, um, and that was kind of it. Oh my God. Okay. So, um,
0: <laughs> we didn't even have condoms on anything. Cause when I had it, like they never would have brought, they never would have shown you a condom. Um, however, I'm going to give you this great statistic because I'm loving it. Um, So at present there are more households that own vibrators than own dishwashers in the UK, which for me says that at least one good sex toy is important to most British women. Totally. So I want to talk about Adam and Eve who are sponsoring right now. Um, They're the leading sex toy company in the U S and they've been making delicious erotic toys for over 45 years. I discovered them when I was 21 and I moved to North Carolina, which is their home base. And my first sex toys were purchased from them. I was really excited to see that they still have one of the widest varieties of toys in, they even have sex machines. They've got three separate sex machines. You should go to the website and check them out. When you buy stuff from them with my code, you get a lot of free treats. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice your bedroom up is even better. You can select almost any one item for 50% off, and then they load on all the free stuff. Yeah, enter the offer code A to Z Sex at checkout, so that's A-T-O-Z-S-E-X, and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. You'll get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item for a couple to enjoy. And you get six free spicy movies. Plus free shipping. So that's A to Z Sex, A-T-O-Z-S-E-X. At adamandeve.com. Check it out. Um, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what swinging looks like now, as opposed to uh, when we first remember it in the 70s with the key parties.
1: Be right back.
2: what is your level of sexual expertise want to find something new listen for sisters of sexuality every week on the voice America health and wellness channel there's no judgment here
1: and every topic is safe and sex positive so we'll explore them together
2: It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
1: Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of sex. This is part two of S is for swinging and I am joined by the amazing Zayn Ratti, and we're talking all about swinging. And before the break, we, we talked a bit about what it was like in the 70s, but um, <clears throat> how is it different
2: now? <laughs> what does it look like now? The lifestyle, and, and that's one of the words where it is different now, has changed and that's come about by it being online. Yeah. You know, we can... Whatever you're looking for, you can usually find it online. And there are listing sites that are specifically for swingers who want to find other swingers. Um, There are still some swinging clubs. There's not that many. Um, Regulation makes it really difficult to get nudity licenses, for instance. And also that there are landlords and landladies that don't necessarily want that type of thing on their property um so there are some ones around the country you can find those on sites like uh fabswingers.com. um there's one called casual swinger there's um social is another one and they will have events they will have clubs um it's not if you go to a club there are like any anything else, there's lots of unwritten rules of etiquette and conduct and language. Um, no. So it would do you good if you have never been to any of these types of places to actually search out a, a dictionary, a swing, swinginary, as casual swinger calls it, um, and that's difficult to get my tongue around. But that's a whole other thing. There, <laughs> <Fair laughs> uh, <is, yeah. laughs> on. There's a site called swingfields.co.uk and they actually have a glossary on there that you can have a look at and you can see, you know, what what is a full swap? What's a soft swap? What's the same room? Um, even things like what's a top and what's a bottom. That if you are and have always lived in this really heteronormative narrative of what sexual expression is, then you might not know these words. So... Uh, Is it still you often starting from the
0: idea of a couple?
2: It's it kind of is still, yeah.
0: Because I remember in the old days, you know, when we talk about swap because we were talking wife swapping, right? Yeah. And so you would go as a couple and you would meet other couples. And sometimes, you know, you sometimes people would just have sex in the environment where other couples were having sex, so they're getting off on the energy. They're not actually playing with anybody else. Other times they would play w- with somebody else, or full swap was when one part of the couple went with the other part. I can't figure out how to say it without being heteronormative. Actually, yeah, but it's hard to say that one without being heteronormative. So the it's man the word one, swap though, isn't it? You're
2: sw- yeah. You swap. You swap for the same number. So you swap one yeah. for one, one for one. Yeah yeah that that that, that works um,
0: and so but it was definitely a couples based situation and all the, I, I did not ever go as part of a couple I, I was I was one of those and they often encouraged a certain amount of um, single females uh, to attend, and I was one of the single females who would go and attend, and single didn't necessarily mean. I was single. At the time. I was just, I was just on my own. Um, I, in fact, I can think of only one event. One thing that I did as a couple with, um, with one of my BFFs. Resume. Um, I, one of my BFFs and I, when we first met, paired up to go to things. Yeah. So we were, we were, we were in an open relationship um, and we paired up because I could go to things on my own, but he couldn't. Yeah. Because a single man on his own was never welcome, basically.
2: Uh, that, no, that's different now. Yeah? Yeah, totally. So there, there's a a club in – this is – try not to give me a free advert. Um, <laughs> there's there's a club in Dunstable, and um, they have nights um, who – they have specific nights, and you have to be identified as bi-plus to get in. And so they have single, well, single inverted commas, um, people going there. So there are nights that are encouraged and that that night's run by a company called the Playgrounds. And the Playgrounds are really heavily involved in organising something called the Aurora Lifestyle Festival.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And that happens in the southwest of the UK in July next year. So that's the second to the fifth of July next year. Um, and you can go along there, there's glamping, you can camp. It's around about £200 ish for the three days. You go there, it's not jumping on and off of each other's backs like a cage full of randy dogs. So, not that. It's more about, you know, socializing, there's games, there's bars, um, bands and DJs, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. it's just about having a safe space to express who you are. Um, And that festival is open to LGBTQIA plus communities and the lifestyle communities. And you can find out more about that at aurorafestival.co.uk. And
0: that that sounds really cool. Um, I know that um, there are a number of takeovers so there's a the desire resort in um is it Mexico or the Caribbean I can never remember is taken over by um one of the swingers groups in the u you s know, for a couple of weeks each year and there are classes and there you know and there's just all the things you would get on a beach holiday Absolutely. and then also clothing optional and swingers so you know you can you're just with like minded people and I think that's um that's something I think the internet has really changed and really, and really made possible is that you can have a community of people much more easily now. Um, and so people do choose to try and spend time with other people who think mm-hmm. the way
2: that they do and who do the same, ki- like to do the same kinds of things they like to do. We, th- totally. We all want to feel a sense of belonging and, and kind of festivals like that, which, which there, are, there is huge stigma and shame attached to the Aurora Lifestyle Festival. You know, and mostly it's just people sitting around getting a suntan because it's in July. And yet there is is tremendous kind of interest in it, but they are just ordinary people with ordinary lives, wanting to spend time with people who feel and do the same thing they do.
0: I can remember a friend saying to me that um, she had gone off to um, a swingers event. This was a, a few years ago. And she was surprised how ordinary people looked. Yeah. Right? and she was like, I don't know why she thought that people would look particular, like there would be many more very sexy, attractive people. Do you know what I mean, or something like that? Because they were at an event that promoted sexual contact with each other, with you know, outside the norm. And I just thought it was hysterical. She was like, but so many people look so ordinary. <laughs> I was like, well, what did you
2: expect? Of course they looked ordinary. <laughs> but mm-hmm. then, the, you know, the, there's sometimes that expectation that, um, you know, swingers walk around wearing next to nothing or, or wearing maybe fetish gear or wearing something that's overtly sexual. And actually, that isn't the case. You know, they could be your neighbors or the people you meet at the school gate when you pick your yeah, kids up. Totally. Yeah. It, it's not something that, that is that extraordinary anymore. And I think more people are seeing that. More people are saying, okay, so this is a way to, you know, get some intimacy and it's, there's lots of enthusiastic consent. You don't have to do anything if you don't want to do anything. But if the thing that you want to go and do is watch, you can do that too. It, there is this whole landscape that is outside of the societal narrative.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That people are going, oh, actually, we can do that. But on the same coin, they're going, oh, but we can't tell anybody about it. But because the stigma is still really strong. Because of the stigma and the shame and, oh, my goodness, you know, you must be this, that and the other if you're doing this. Whereas actually, sex is great. Why shouldn't we be allowed to be sexual beings?
0: we are sexual beings, whether we are allowing ourselves to be or not, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. you know, and, and that, that kind of repression of that is never very good.
2: It's never very comfortable. Um, it doesn't turn out well. It, yeah, exactly. The, the concealment of that doesn't work for long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is, I mean, I always find it's really interesting how problematic people find this. Um, it doesn't really seem that extraordinary, but so many people find it extraordinary. Um, so when we come back, um, I want to talk a bit about, excuse me, pressures that people feel when it comes to um, swinging and the kinds of do's and don'ts that we think are obvious, but we still need to say because they're really not obvious. Um, and, and the sorts of things that people should be do, thinking about before they go and do something like this. Yeah. So we, we will be back after a word from our sponsors.
1: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Are you ready to live to 100? join dr joe casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number you can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit with great stories plenty of advice about successful aging and brighter outlooks you just might join those who are living to 100 The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee and Zaina Rowdy joins me this week and we are talking the letter S and S is for swinging. And before the break, I said that um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about um, some of the do's and don'ts, some of the what can you expect if you decide to do this and the things that people might want to think
2: about before venturing out. That's, that's a pretty long list. It is. <laughs> so, you know, I guess the first one that jumps out is discuss it and discuss it equally. Don't go because whoever you're with wants to go. Thank you.
0: I cannot tell you how many couples I see where that's what's going on. Mm. And there's a ton of pressure put to go. And those things rarely turn out well because people get into the situation and they're freaked before they walk in and they're anxious before they walk in and they're worried about what it means that their partner's pressuring them before they walk in. So they read all sorts of stuff into anything that goes on and it usually ends up a big mess behind the end of the night.
2: It's, it's a, you know, an argument in public. It's not pleasant. So before you even go anywhere near a listing site to find an event or, or you know book your camping or anything like that, sit down and talk to each other around why do we want to do this? Are we pretty sure that we're not doing this to fix something? Because it, it won't do that either. You know, and are we but do we both want to go into this knowing what the rules and boundaries are so are we you know are we going to insist on same room are we going to insist on swap stop, uh, swap go and find out what these terms mean and talk about them don't get to the door of that club and go oh well um what happens if we're going to do something what do, do i have to come and take you need to know that stuff before you can get in the car absolutely and you need to not negotiate renegotiate in the club
0: yeah and I know some people will argue with me about that, but I say the same thing for BDSM that you're, you know, when you're in a, you, when you're excited, you're in an altered state of yeah. consciousness. And because of that, you sometimes can find yourself saying yes to things that in hindsight, you'd be like, actually, I didn't think that through. So I always tell people, agree what you're gonna do. This is not the last time you get to do this. It isn't a one shot deal, yeah. you know, it's not all disappearing by tomorrow if you don't do everything tonight negotiate about what you wanna do, and then stick to the boundary you set. Absolutely. And if you feel like, oh, but actually, it would have been fun to do this or that, talk about that and go back and do that the next time.
2: Yeah, totally. If we look at, you know, if we look at the SRC, if we look at the, the chemical effect on the brain, you know, when we're excited, basically our rational brain goes to sleep and our excited kind of like excitable puppy arrives and goes, yeah, 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 I want to do it all. And I want to do this. And I hadn't even thought of that. And I didn't even realize that existed, but I still want to do it all. And so when you're in that situation, you can't make a rational decision. So totally, even if you have to write it down yeah you know and just go yeah this is what we said we would do these are the boundaries this is what we said we wouldn't do and when you get there and that excited puppy comes out send it back into its cage because it could you know it could lead you to making decisions that you wouldn't otherwise make yep yeah absolutely um other things that people should do you think people really should consider
0: before they go I, I, I want to highlight where you said, make sure you're not doing this to try to fix something. Yeah. Because it won't fix anything. So um, tell me a bit more about why you say that. Why would um, somebody do this to fix something?
2: Yeah. So, you know, you have a situation and we see this in practice that, you, you know, you have a couple and they come along and they go, well, um, you know, my partner has a higher libido than I do. Or they want something that I can't give them. And so we're going to go along and we're going to do this. But it's not actually we're going to do this, is it? It's they are going to do that. And I'm going to compromise on some area of this relationship to get their needs met. And it, we do make micro compromises in relationships every day just to maintain them. But what we should not be doing is compromising our core beliefs. If, if we come with the core beliefs that, you know, swinging is cheating, that's going to be our core belief all the way through, whether we agree that we're trying to do this to fix some area of our relationship. Um, it's not a magic pill.
0: No. Mm-hmm. And if that's your core belief, and you, but you, yet you still want to swing, then you need to address your core belief before you that's even okay. approach it totally
2: have a look at have a look inside yourself and have a look inside your partner and their and your relationship to each other yeah Th- this will in some ways push your relationship and push the boundaries of your relationship so you need to know that it's going to do that and at times it might be uncomfortable and you need to be committed
0: to seeing that through yes don't yeah, totally. You know you you go into it knowing that it might push a lot of things in the relationship and bring up stuff and then you commit to seeing that through or you don't do it Mm. you know you don't get to throw your toys out of the pram because it's difficult when i see people do this all the time you know i'm i'm in it i know i agree to this but it's really difficult i'm not liking it so as though that's going to do something you know if you, you you negotiate
2: it you can withdraw consent Absolutely. But you then need to process it. And that's the bit sometimes people miss. People will put it in, you know, they, they will have an experience like that. They'll put it in a drawer and they'll lock the drawer. Whereas actually the, the challenge and the growth is in confronting that and going, why did I feel like that? Where does that come from? And that's about, that's about self-work yep. as well as relationship work.
0: Yeah. And, that, and that's what I mean by seeing it through. You know, if I agree to do something and I have a bad reaction to it, I don't turn around to the person that I agreed to do it with and go, oh, you horrible human. You yeah, know, you yeah. caused me to have a bad reaction. No, <laughs> it's my reaction. And I take responsibility for that. And I say, okay, I had
2: a really bad reaction to this. Let's see why.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's
2: don't, see why. Don't just talk before, talk during and jo- talk after. Yeah. Absolutely. There's
0: another one as well. Um, sometimes people get really excited by all the eye candy and all the new things and, and all the stuff and mm-hmm. fail to notice their partners having a hard time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't be waylaid by what I call in this house, the shiny, shiny effect. Yes. So it's, oh, that's new and shiny, shiny. And so you go off and you put all your energy into that um, without necessarily noticing the people that are there existing. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just be very grounded and very present with the person that you take. If you're taking somebody and you've agreed that you're going to go off and you're not going to see each other for the rest of the night, fair enough. But if you've gone as a couple and you've said, okay, so we're going to stick together, this is maybe our first time, stick together, don't just go chasing some bit of something that you fancy because that's the excited puppy dog taking over there and you might regret that later. Absolutely.
0: And and you really need to be cued into your partner's emotions. You know, yeah. jealousy is a big thing that comes up for people. It comes up primarily out of a sense of insecurity. Um, and if you're not paying attention to your partner, you miss that. You can compound it. You can make it far worse. Yeah. Um, whereas if you are actually really connected in, you can often nip that in the bud and move it on. But otherwise it you can I've seen situations um I remember a couple where um the woman had body image stuff and so many of us do, mm-hmm. and her partner was going after a skinny mini, mm-hmm. and she just felt completely rejected by that and read it as. Not only rejection in that moment, but this is what he'd really prefer forever. Yeah. This is what he wished I really looked like. That's right. And and he was so excited by the shiny, shiny. Mm-hmm. And he missed it. And by the end of the evening, there was a rift that took months to make a dent in. Because, you know, he just behaved in a way that to her said, he really doesn't want me that's what he wants that could have all been caught very quickly Absolutely. but you have to be paying attention to
2: your partner yeah know each other know yourself and know each other yeah and you know i also
0: there is that syndrome where, where people just say they'll do it because their partner wants to do it
2: uh-huh it's it's a big fat no from me yeah. Or, always, always remember, and you know, life lessons, isn't it? Don't do anything you don't want to do. And there might be a conversation there around why you don't want to do it, but nobody should make you do anything.
0: And pay attention to the pressure that sometimes exists.
2: Yeah. Um, and then
0: we need to talk about safety. Um, people do stupid shit. I mean, I, you know, I've just come to the conclusion. The older I get, the more I realize how, how often people do stupid shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they see something shiny that like their common sense goes out the window. Don't be giving your details out to people that you don't know at all. Yeah. You have know, a way of getting in touch, right? If you want to see people again, yeah, by all means, make sure you can get in touch with each other. But don't be given your address and your phone number and your bank details and all that stuff. Totally.
2: You know, totally. It, you know if, if you have spent time with someone or, or seen somebody that, you know, there's a bit of mutual liking going on, they might say something like, what site are you on? Um, and that means a swing in site usually. Um, could be could you know could be something like fat life could be something like fab swingers um, and normally people will go on there um, under different names mm-hmm. different locations to where they actually live, and that's another layer of protection, just as you would if you were going on a blind date with somebody you met on another dating site you know you're not going to give them your national insurance number the first day you meet them. Absolutely
0: not. And, and people, like I said, it goes out the window. I don't know why, but I know it does. Don't do it. Be, be prudent, be careful. Again, you're not going to lose people if you don't give them all your details. There's no rush. There's no hurry. Um, didn't you always used to hate when people said, you know, if it was meant to be, it would it'd still be there sort of thing. I always used to hate when people said shit like that to me when I was younger. Um, and so I'm not saying it that way. But what I am saying is, is that seriously, it isn't worth compromising yourself and your family over something shiny.
2: Yeah. It just isn't. You know, we teach our children about staying safe online. Yes yeah, so should be, we should be following our own advice
0: absolutely, although uh, like I said, often people aren't
2: so there's that about
0: safety, and then there's the
2: sex sexually transmitted diseases safety thing yeah, you know unless you are in a situation where you are maybe polyam and you are fluid bonded, be safe don't go sticking stuff in places without something on it. <laughs> really yeah shut that excitable puppy up (laughs) yeah because you don't know where it's been precisely Um, you are in effect if you are sleeping with someone you are sleeping with everybody else they've ever slept with yeah and you're not going to do that so there are things that you should be doing anyway
0: if you're going to be sexually active Mm -hmm. and you should be getting tested regularly that doesn't cover everything let's be clear they don't test you for everything it also doesn't cover everything but it's at least showing you're keeping, you're keeping up with your health. You keep up with those sorts of things. You pay attention to them. Uh, and if you're meeting people at a club, you know, I, I will say people have a right to take whatever level of risk they want to take.
2: Yeah, but, but no, you it's need, a risk.
0: No, it's a risk. And also know that you're, you're risking your partner as well. Yeah. If you're single and you want to take a bunch of risk on your own, go for it, right? <laughs> But when you're in a relationship, you're risking your partner as well. And that's a, conver- that's a conversation that has to be had. You don't get to do that without a conversation. And be realistic about risk. And my experience is unfortunately, um, heterosexual folk aren't realistic about risk. Heterosexual folk de- think their risk is less than it actually
2: is. Yeah. Um, that's a false complacency. Yeah, and it's and
0: it is scary, right? It is scary. Um, some bisexual folk, you get the same kind of, and some gay folk, I suppose, but gay folk tend to be more aware because of um, because of the decimation of the community. Yeah, that there's there's a bit more awareness, but people do get complacent now that there's prep. You know, it's sort of like, well, you know, I can, you know, I can be preventing this. So I don't have to worry as much. They forget that there's virulent gonorrhea and all sorts of other things. So you've got to think um, rationally and calmly about what level of risk are you willing to take with yourself? Yeah. And what level of risk are you willing to expose others to? And do you have the right to do that without their consent? Mm. And then make decisions from there. And don't assume that because people are swingers they're necessarily going to going to be good at the safe sex conversation because you'd be amazed how few
2: people are good at the safe sex conversation. Yeah, take take protection with you. Yeah, always. It's it's not preemptive to go with protection. Take some protection and protect yourself and like you said protect your partner. And and test. If you don't want to go to the gum clinic, you can um, you can order a HIV test and do it at home from THT.org. You can. Yeah. SHUK you know. as well. I just got my, um, my most recent kit back.
0: They did, um, HIV, gonorrhea, syphilis, and chlamydia all at home. Yeah. Right. They send you the kit. You stick yourself. I tell you something, getting 600 mil out of your finger is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, if you, don't have, if you don't want to go into the clinic or you don't have time,
2: that's not an excuse for not testing. Testing yeah. is easy. Absolutely. You know, there, there are some places around, um, particularly that are government funded, that will send you a chlamydia test, for instance. Yeah. There are, you know, there, there are ways. It is not an excuse to say, I don't want to go to the clinic or I haven't got time to, to go to the clinic. Because everybody's got five minutes. I wrote a blog. Um, was it last year for World AIDS Day? And I, and I talked people through me taking a HIV test at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I literally did it. Um, it, it was ten, da- not even ten days ago. It came back in a week. Everything came back in a week. They sent me the swab for a chlamydia. They sent me a tube for the blood for all the other tests and a whole bunch of stickers <laughs> and instructions on how. How it is when you're not just trying to get a pinprick of blood when you're actually milking your finger so you get I you get I kid you not six hundred milliliters of blood took a long time but there it was it was done stick it back in the box that it came in put the seal on it stick it in the free post and a week later I have my results
2: yeah
0: fantastic easy absolutely no reason not to do it so um, we're going to take our last break and after we hear from our sponsors. We'll come back and we'll talk some more about swinging. Let's talk about some of the highs. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
2: Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Perspectives with Dr. Badisha Patel is
0: a program that explores emotional management for a healthier lifestyle. On each program, we discuss ideas that support emotional well-being, such as mental illness, relationships, parenting, and family connections, and much more. If you are facing challenges in your life, you can grow and learn by exploring new techniques in dealing with stress Anxiety and relationships. Perspectives with Dr. Vadisha Patel airs live Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere.
1: Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And I have the wonderful Zaina with me today. And we are talking swinging. Um, so I said before the break, like, because we were talking health and safety. And, and that always is like a downer for people. Uh, yeah. I know. It, you know, I will just underscore that it really is important. Um, you know, there are ways of deciding that you want to have more than one partner, and you're not, um, and you're not um, uh, using barrier methods of protection. It, you can be polyfidelitous, you know, and you can agree there's a group of you and you sleep with each other and no one else, and you can do all sorts of things that way. It's just about risk assessing. You know, we're always assessing assessing risk, and we always should be. And then we make grown up decisions, and sometimes that means that. Things happen because we're assessing risk. It's not, it's not black or white. The only way you stay completely safe is if you're not having sex with anyone. So, you know, so that's the, the kind of downer stuff. Um, high points. High points of, of swinging. What do you think?
2: It's that it can be a way of getting needs met. Mm. You know, if, if you have that itch and it's okay to scratch it, then why not?
0: Mm, definitely
2: you know, sex is an enjoyable pursuit and you can have an intimate physical connection with another person. And for instance, in polycircles you would have an emotionally intimate connection, but you can also have a physically intimate connection. Yep. And those can be absolutely amazing. Yep. You, you know, you don't need to know everything about someone to find them attractive, to want to have sex with them. You're not going to run off and buy a house and make babies together. Um, and sometimes we think that. Yeah, people get get really funny about stuff like this, right? It's like they, yeah. if
0: the sex is really good, they suddenly think they need to change everything. Off to nesting. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah, no, you don't need to do that. I, I think it's because even when you've moved outside of the, the kind of norms you're raised with, the cultural norms you're raised with, it's so ingrained in our culture mm-hmm. that it's really hard to shed that at a deep level. So when people, for example, start having feelings for somebody they're having sex with, they don't, they're not, they're not often not comfortable just having the feelings, Right. They always feel they need to do something. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't necessarily need to do something. You just enjoy the feelings. It doesn't mean you need to change the fabric of your relationship because you're feeling love or in love with this person. You don't suddenly need to ditch your other partner or figure out how you can all live together. But people get crazy like this because, yeah. because that whole, you know, the
2: one that we're taught about uh. kicked in. And takes over. It's the one right now. It's not, you know, there is, there is no, oh, well, I'm searching for my soulmate. You can have more than one soulmate.
0: Shit, I should hope so. I have more than one soulmate.
2: <laughs> you know, um, but it's that narrative and we're still drip fed it, you know, in soaps and media and it, it's still
0: there. And it's interesting. I also see it in, in alternative communities, right? So there are, there are examples of it. It's so like the, um, the thruple is a, so for those of you who don't know, a thruple is a couple plus one, three people, right? So the thruple is just kind of an expanded version because yeah. it's the same, you know, we're all committed to each other and the three of us are going to live happily ever after. Like there's no, it, it, it just buys into the whole Thing often, yeah, you know, yeah. and doesn't like doesn't no new rules are created, no new expectations are created. We just buy into the whole thing. It isn't just one a bit person. Bigger. We're just doing it bigger. Yeah, hmm. the same way marriage became. You can have a different type of relationship. You have a right to have the same relationship as as anybody else. People started having bad gay marriages, the same as bad heterosexual marriages, you know, ones where they don't examine their expectations or any of that. They just kind of took it off the shelf and swallowed all the bullshit whole, the same way as, as if they were heterosexual. Yeah. With no examination. It was almost a shame. I mean, I understand why it was important to have that be um, validated, but it was almost a shame that it was because when it wasn't validated, you couldn't do an off the shelf thing. You actually had to consider what your relationship looked like and build yeah. something purpose built for you as soon as it was approved to be like everyone else, then people stop
2: customizing their relationship. Yeah. We want to be like everybody else. We don't necessarily want to put that much thought into why we might want to be different to everybody else and be happy in that difference.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I do think that I encourage people to really think a lot about these things, not in a way of like agonizing over it before you do it, but, but, look at the, the the interesting things that you get out of it what are the positives um what are the things it brings you what's exciting about what you're doing that it brings you and certainly for me um yeah i get more i get more of my needs met which is great um you know my husband very clearly says you know if i want to sleep with somebody with a female body he can't do that <laughs> that's true right so you know I don't need to give that up. I, don't, I can get more of my needs met. That's one set of needs that I have. But, um, but also, the variety of people is a wonderful thing. And isn't it cool to, to have that kind of variety and interest and energy in your life?
2: It, yes. It's to have that diversity. Yeah. And, and people do different things. Because we don't necessarily, you know, we'll, we'll all watch porn. And anybody that says they don't watch porn ask them twice. And, you know, we see these images in conventional porn and we think, okay, so we need to do it this way or we need to make lots of noise or we need to talk dirty or, which is hilarious for most people to be perfectly honest. And if you have, you know, because you're having this experience with different people who do different things, who have, you know, been raised in different ways, that expands your knowledge. Absolutely. Well. Absolutely. And it's, it's wonderful. You build on that.
0: You learn new things. You experience new things. You go places you might not have gone.
2: Yeah.
0: You explore yourself in ways you might not have explored because you didn't have somebody who touched that off. This has been fun. Um, I feel like we could keep talking about this subject because it is, it is one of those topics that, you can use as a metaphor for the way that we approach relationships in general.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But we don't have time. Um, So um, I gave the website address, but when people want to find you, what's the best
2: way for them to come and find you if they want to work with you? They can follow me on Twitter at ZR therapy, or they can look at my website, which is uh, Zayna.net. Z-A-Y-N-A.net. That's brilliant. Thank you for coming back. I hope you'll come
0: on and talk some more stuff with me again in the future. Guys, um, join me next week when tea is for Tantra. I'm being joined by Gaia Morissette. Um, For my UK peeps, this show goes out live on Boxing Day. I hope you enjoy your holidays and you manage to get some intimate time with your lovers. Don't forget that sex is great for reducing all kinds of stress, especially the stress that comes with forced family time and lots of forced social engagements. Mm -hmm. And thanks again to Adam and Eve. Don't forget to claim your free goodies on adamandeve.com using the code A to Z sex. Email me at lori.beth at com with suggestions and or questions. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week.
1: We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.